0: hello everyone welcome to our sunday night broadcast it's a good day to be alive in christ it's a good time to be planted by the lord in our special place where we live and the life we live and the things we do one of the things that's going on in the world around us is dissatisfaction and because God has been taken out of the out of the uh, area of their life. They have no purpose and they don't have a plan and they don't know they were called by the father, given by the father to fulfill and accomplish and live out God's destiny for them. And because of that, now there's a lost generation that needs Jesus. So our Our job, our uh, walk together is to do that. Encourage, teach, preach, pray, love on them and bring them into Christ. And when those around us come into what we know to be true, they find their place, they find their destiny, they find their purpose in life and they find their value in life. One of the reasons we've got such a <clears throat> craziness in the area of abortion is because people have lost the dignity and the value of life. And someone has convinced them that <clears throat> there's no purpose for that child that's coming into the world. Well, the gospel, you and I, as we speak about the things of the kingdom and the things that God has put within us through the word of God that will bring that this generation, this society, this nation that we are in bring them back to their purpose in God. Well, I'm George Watkins. If you have not been here before, thanks for stopping by. Stay a while. The Sunday night broadcasts are a special time when we can do a little teaching perhaps a little longer if we need to than this than the morning session and if you haven't been able to check out the morning sessions come by this week it's gonna be a great week I just feel it my spirit (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel it my bones as they say all right praise God well I want to jump into um, uh, the first chapter of Colossians And I'm gonna spend a little time in the mirror Bible tonight and talk about just a little snapshot of Paul's dissertation to the church at Colossae. And in doing so, Paul's going to speak to the church in your town, where you live, in your house, in your lifestyle, because it's certainly a word for each of us when we read the scriptures you know we read the uh, we read the scriptures with <clears throat> over the shoulder of other people those that receive this word it was spoken to them for a purpose and it had a time stamp on a lot of these verses scriptures rather especially prophecies in <clears throat> the old testament and the new testament it's wrong i believe it's not good bible exegesis to take the political i mean the <laughs> political <laughs> let's not go there tonight the uh, prophetic scriptures and bring them all for today and that's what people do with the book of daniel the book of revelation everything's about today well what about all those other folks <laughs> that live for the last 4,000 years since Daniel or so, and 2,000 years since the book of Revelation. So the, so the book of Revelation, or the book of Daniel rather, was, was written and given to especially identify the coming of Jesus Christ when it talks about the seven years and all the three and a half years and all these things when the king comes. Now, if you've sliced and diced your political views, then you have somehow managed to push off into some imaginary future all the scriptures that have to do with that particular prophecy when Jesus came the first time. Then along comes Revelation. And again, we take what was written to the church in that hour. Now, how about this verse where Jesus is teaching in Matthew? When you see these signs, don't even stop for anything. Don't come down off the rooftop, just get out of town. Well, prophecy teachers come along and they try to teach us that's for today. No, that was for that hour of time when they surrounded Jerusalem with the army and they were gonna snuff them all out. They were gonna wipe the Jews off the map. And they they, they were starting to do a pretty good job. And for some mysterious reason, this is in 1870, in, pardon me, AD 70, let's get in the right spot there. For some reason, mysteriously, the armies of the enemy pulled back. And when they did, the the, uh, Christians remembered the prophecy of Jesus and they fled to the mountains. Not one of them, according to, the, the uh, current uh, the uh, writers of that day, hist- historic writers of that day, not one of them perished. Why? Because they knew that that scripture that Jesus quoted or or spoke was for that hour. Now, <clears throat> Book of Revelation is, by and large, in many of our churches put off for some future date let me come back to my uh, original thought here when we read the scriptures we're reading over the shoulders of those people it was written to but there is the principles of the kingdom that are always the same sowing and reaping all the righteous scriptures all the whole you know the the god stuff and then jesus stuff and all that but Don't be taking dates and places and try to fit them into your scenario. But when we read Paul's writings to the church, he's writing to our church. He's writing to us in our era of time. Now, if I've totally confused you, that's a good start. (laughs) That'll cause you to search the scriptures to see if these things be true. Amen. Don't take my word for it. Dig around in a little bit. I had to, and I know you have had to also. So let's let's jump right in here in the fifth verse of the first chapter. I'm in the uh, Mirror Bible. Mirror Bible was put together by an African, South African fellow, and he has done a great job in the New Testament. And uh, if you haven't read that, it's a great read. Amen. Let's pick it up here in the fifth verse. Heaven or the spiritual realm is the limitless reservoir of your expectation. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm going to stop right there. That's good. That's good enough for now. The limitless reservoir of your expectation is in the spirit, the spirit, the spiritual realm, the spirit realm. This this reading says heaven. And it's in parentheses, the spiritual realm. So the things we expect from God are in that realm. The verse in the, in the New Testament that says, and it's in the prayer, as it is in heaven, so should it be on earth. We prayed and preached and worked out all kinds of ways. And some of the, <laughs> some of them we got right. But listen to this for a moment. The thing that's in the spiritual realm is what we would call heaven. So as it is in heaven, so it is on earth. All of our expectations, all of the things we need, all of the healings and the finances and the relationships and the ministry and the gifts, all the anointings that we crave and pray for and call for are all in that realm. Now, when we use the word heavenly places, we uh, we gonna kind of blank out and trip out and go on a long trip beyond, you know, beyond the stars. And it's such a stretch for us to, under, to, to grasp a hold of how would it be in the heavenly places. All right, let's change that term to spiritual realm. Now, that spiritual realm is the presence of the Lord. And the scriptures tell us in the presence of the Lord, is fullness of joy, and at his right hand pleasures, forevermore. So, this verse here says that in that world, our all is a reservoir of all of the expectations that I have in my heart, and you have in yours. Okay, so how do we get there? What do we do? Let's read on. <laughs> I love this. <clears throat> the announcement of the goodness of God is not far-fetched or too good to be true. Hmm. The word you heard is absolutely true. Now Romans ten nine and 10 says, the word is, this is Paul, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and it is the word we have preached. So here it is again, the word you heard is absolutely true. And Paul said, "It's nigh thee in thy mouth, and if you'll believe and speak it and confess it and declare it, it'll be yours. So here we are. We've got desire that the reserve of it is in what we're referring to as a spiritual the spiritual realm or heavenly places. And our doorway, our ticket, our doorway, our key, Is this word that we've heard from the scriptures and from the preacher and from the, you know, the spirit of God speaking to us through the word and the gospel message, all those things. That's what opens the door. And when we believe that, we take it out of the spiritual realm and it is applied to the physical realm. So I need finances. I open the door by faith in what I've been taught. Someone taught me that if I would believe, I would receive. If I would give, it would be given back to me. If I was generous, my soul would prosper. And in the prospering, well, the scripture, the King James says made fat, but it wouldn't prosper. And as I prosper, my wisdom and my understanding of the book of Proverbs then, and how to sow and how to treat people and how to run business becomes to be enlarged, why? Because I have given and God gives back to me understanding. That's how we step in, that's how we tap in to the the realm of that thing called the spirit realm, spirit world. It's by faith, but it's by believing the word of God. There's a, one short phrase in the New Testament I love. Jesus said this. He said, he that believe, or you, men or women, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. So this, this, this whole thing of believing is not complicated. We have the ability to believe. If we didn't Jesus wouldn't have said, have faith in God. If it was impossible for you and I to have faith, we would never have been challenged in our weak faith as he did to the disciples. Oh, ye of little faith. Well, he could have said, oh, ye that will never have faith because you can't have faith. No, no. He knew they had faith. They just needed to jack it up. So how do you jack faith up? How do you grow faith? It's a muscle. You work it, and when you work a muscle, the muscle has been created to grow and to become stronger. That's the genius of God's creation, is that man, like the mule and the donkey, (laughs) little historic thought here. When we work, we get stronger if we're eating right. If If you eat the right food and have enough nourishment, the more you work, the stronger you get. Now, a horse doesn't do that. A horse, the harder it, it runs and works and it gets weaker. You can wear them out quick. But a mule or a, <clears throat> those work mules in the early days of America, they got tougher and their muscles grew. So it is with faith. As you exercise your faith, it becomes stronger. Well, how do I exercise faith? Well, of course, you lay in the couch and watch TV, eat a lot of popcorn and junk food (laughs) spiritually. You read all your favorite scriptures. You only read the scriptures you like. You only listen to people that don't offend you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the way it grows for sure. No, you let the Holy Spirit bring that sandpaper in and... (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. That sandpaper may be named John or Bill or Mary Lou, but somehow God gets sandpaper and begins to rub your your, your, your barnacles off or whatever they're called (laughs) and smooth you and exercise your faith. You say, God, I pray for patience. And then somebody moves in next door and you are so upset. You are so agitated because of their whatever's going on, and, and God says, "Hey, ho, ho, ho! You prayed for this. I'm just helping you out." All right, we're let me get, let me stay on track here for a minute because I want to get to to another verse here. Wow! All right, in this spiritual world, there is limitless reservoir of your expectation expectation and it's in the word of god now verse six this word <clears throat> this word resonates within you and its appeal is prevailing in the whole world declare that christianity this gospel of the kingdom is increasing and increasing now we're hearing on the uh, you know the talking heads as they say the news and the reporters that Christianity is under attack. Well, <laughs> ding ding, what else is new? Christianity's been under attack ever since Jesus showed up on the planet. Crying out loud! Okay, it's under attack. There's people in then and our in our country, USA, we're we're being uh, being attacked and being trying to trying to rip us apart. Uh, I remember when I came to Mount Vernon 45 years ago, the school districts would not have anything on Wednesday night, no games, no nothing. They shut it down at school. So everybody could go to a Wednesday night church service. Well, that lasted until about 82 or three. And then they, they got away from that. Why? Because they're drifting away from honoring the Christian church. But listen, do not make that mistake that that's the end of the story. The the book has not been written yet, folks, because this this verse is a promise that the seed of the gospel, when it's planted, will bring forth fruit. It will bring forth fruit. And the Old Testament says that when, when that stone hit that statue in Daniel and began to swell, see the statue represented all the kingdoms that was coming in the next generations, When it hit the stone, Jesus came at the Roman junction. It said it swelled and grew and filled the whole earth. And the scriptures in the Old Testament says that the knowledge of the Lord shall fill the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. Now here we have in this verse that the harvest is evident everywhere and gaining ground as also witnessed in your own experience from the moment you heard and understood the true implications and the revelation of his grace. God's not s- jumping out and running away and leaving this earth. He's not sneaking out in some secret rapture like a thief, you know, like an embarrassed person. He, he's winning, <laughs> and we will win. So don't count yourself out just because you have some momentary setbacks or the city council won't let you uh, you know build that church or have that have that meeting in the park or they laugh at you when you want to you know sing a song for christmas don't count yourself out we're not through with this thing yet all right <laughs> let's move on uh, verse 7 your experience is consistent with the teaching you receive from our dear co-worker Ephraim. he is passionate about you and your well-being in Christ amen love your pastor love your teacher love that dear sister that brought you to Christ love that small group leader that loves you every week and gives you free cookies (laughs) love them because they have brought you the gospel of Christ amen (laughs) I was in a home meeting last night which we do once in a while I work with a great ministry called sought out here in the area And I told him at the end, after we were wrapping it up, I said, well, I just came for the cookie. There was a whole plate of cookies over there. I did it for a laugh. It wasn't wasn't exactly right, but it was funny at the time. Okay, he told us how much you love us in the spirit. And I'm getting to the 10th verse here because I want to talk about walking around in heavenly places. Amen. He says, and so we have become inseparably linked. Now go to the 10th verse. he says, Go on, now let's move back to the, to the ninth. We pray that the pattern of his wisdom and thought will fall into place for you in all spiritual understanding. We pray that the pattern, I'm speaking this to you right now. I pray that the pattern and the spiritual understanding that he has thoughts for you, he has plans for you will fall into place and you'll begin to see it and understand your, not your plight in life, but your flight and your work in life, amen? Okay, verse 10, I love this language, go on, he says, go on a walkabout tour to explore the extent of the land that is yours under his lordship. Go on a walkabout, that's kind of an English phrase, I think, Australia uses that uh, term walkabout, but go on a walkabout experience and survey the territory of the land that he has put under your authority. And that's the word I want to leave you with tonight on this Sunday night broadcast. Every one of us have had a land of authority we've been given. God says, this is your land. Now, you remember Moses When he walked walked around, uh, uh, (laughs) now, pardon me, I get Moses and Abraham mixed up, but be that as it may. And when he walked around, he said, every place you put your foot down, you can claim from me. I love that. Because when we talk about surveying our territory, what's your territory? I know mine. When I get out of it, I am a stranger, even in the church world. If I try to get out of my territory, God's given me my giftings, my calling, my anointing, my passion, I start sweating. I start working because it's work when you're not in the sweet spot of your calling. Amen. You sit in church. You want to be everything to everybody. You're a frustrated Christian. (laughs) Amen. You need to find that sweet spot. You need to find where you hum and you know, you're on target and, uh, love it and learn it and walk about in it and find out how to dominate and rule in that place god has called you and if you'll do that and i do that and the neighbor next to us does that we're going to have strength and harmony and we'll see this kingdom advance like we've never seen before amen and we see it in the church in a in a minister minuscule way We've got the, you know, the preacher and the song leader and the usher and the janitor and the guy in the parking lot and someone mows the lawn. It's kind of a small picture, but it's not contained in a building. It's not contained in a church form. It's in the body of Christ. And every one of us have something we've been called to. Amen. So walk about your territory of authority and do a heavenly walk about. Amen. Isn't that something? Well, bless you today on this Sunday night. We're going to jump into Monday quickly and I'll see you in the morning. Don't forget to subscribe and let me know you're there. I ran into a guy just last night in our meetings. He says, I watch you every day. He said something funny. I thought this was cool. He says, I've watched you so much. I think I know you. And when you come to the meeting, you don't even know me. <laughs> I do now. I thought that was cool. All right. Well, let me know you're out there if you can. Give me a, a thumbs up and a comment and a share because I believe this next month ahead of us is going to be banner. We're going to see some miracles, some turnarounds in Jesus' name. Bless you. Sign up and all that good stuff. And if God's, if God's nudging you, send us a gift. PayPal and the U.S. mail is still available. Hallelujah. Until tomorrow morning, we will see you bright and early. Get out there. Find out what your territory is.